Hey there, if we have never met, if you're jumping in a little late, my name is J.D. Mangrum. Just want to tell you thanks for being here today on a beautiful, beautiful Boston weekend. Uh, I'm going to let you behind the curtain a little bit today. Listen, I would struggle so much with anxiety if we tried to do Sunday truly in a live format. So we typically preach the messages on Thursday, record them, post them, and then they go live on Sunday. It allows me to worship my family and allows me not to feel the stress of everything having to be so, so, so live. So we're in the middle of this series, Soundtrack, What Does Your Life Sound Like? And every week we do a record. This last week, I recorded on Thursday, had this record, everything was good to go. And, um, and it, it had been a rainy day. It had been a busy day. We kept being interrupted. I was on some really heavy Zoom meetings with, with some folks. We had community group at night. Then we watched Parks and Rec as a, uh, Natalie and I later in the evening. And, uh, and I was so excited about it, but it felt like it became the sort of public service announcement for people who are struggling emotionally. And I, I, you know, if Leslie Nope is struggling with depression, you know, <laughs> we're in some trouble. And so after that, 9.30 at night, I go sit down, I'm gonna preach the message. It's dark in the house because it's dark outside and we have windows right over here, but we've got the lights and we're trying to get everything set up. I preach the sermon after a long day and I go up to, to bed and Natalie says, well, how did it go? I said, I think it went all right. I think I said what I was supposed to say it just felt cloudy. Can't explain that. But told Nat, I'm going to leave it to Carson. Carson Tager is the one who edits the messages. And if he thinks it's okay, then it's okay. Well, Carson calls me this morning. It's Saturday today. And he says, JD, you're right. I didn't know what you meant, but you can feel some of the heaviness of what's going on. And so this is going to be take one that you get to watch, but take two actually of the message. And man, I hope God will honor it. Listen, this has been a heavy moment. And I actually think that we're seeing the crest of COVID-19 in our community, but, but there's also an inverse crest of some of the heaviness of the emotions we can feel. And so I wanna encourage us today. It's a beautiful weekend. Um, hope is uh, alive for all of us because who follow Christ, but even the hope of this moment is about to come bursting back into our lives. And so I wanna encourage us in the word today. I wanna share, here's the album I wanna share with us today if I might. It's um. One of my favorite all times, not the album that I had in the Thursday night message, which is the Joshua Tree by U2. Definitely one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, in record format, it comes on two records. And so the first three songs are Where the Streets Have No Name, uh, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, and With or Without You. And it just enters in with this guitar solo that is just so full of hope. If you're struggling with hope, just put this on, uh, this album. Go walk around Charlestown or wherever you live and listen to those first three songs. And you will hear, these guys are believers, rock stars, but believers. You'll hear sort of the, the joy of Jesus bubbling out of them. And man, we need hope. We need hope. We need to give hope. Jesus offers hope in this moment. And so with all of that said, I'm going to read a passage uh, from Matthew's gospel where people maybe weren't feeling hope, but Jesus encountered them at their place of need. Now, let me just tell you that uh, Matthew, the gospel of Matthew was written by Matthew. He was a Jewish guy, but a sort of a a turncoat uh, Roman loyalist, traitor to the Jews, tax collector. And so he would have been hated by Jewish people. And yet Jesus saw him and loved him and invited him to be a disciple. And so it's early in his discipleship journey and it's early in Jesus's ministry. And Jesus is doing ministry and um, 
Let me read to you Matthew uh, 9, 35 through 38. Then I'm going to pray for us. Then we're going to dive right in today. We'll see where we go. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, uh, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God, I ask you to speak to us. Will you bless us with your presence? Will you bless us with joy and hope and peace and all the stuff we need? Father, our ears are listening. Our hearts are ready to receive. Our emotions, for many of us, are asking. Our emotions, we're asking you to come and do a spring cleaning. And our emotions remind us of all that's true. Most of all, just remind us that if we are in Christ, we are loved and seen And not only that, but you are with us in this moment. So God, will you please speak to us in such a way that we walk out of here in just a few moments feeling such joy and comfort. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, a couple things stand out that I want to share. I want to give you my abbreviated notes because right here, there's always a little music stand. And today I just have a Bible, don't even have notes. I want to share some of the things I was going to share the other day. So Jesus goes throughout all their towns and he's seeing all of them. It says when he saw the crowds, the first thing I want to tell you today is you're not alone. I'm thankful that Jesus loves all of us, but Jesus also loves each of us. And I I don't know what you're like. For me, I need to know that Jesus loves me because I can feel like a mess. And sometimes I feel like Jesus loves me because he loves everybody. Truth is, Jesus totally loves just me. If I would have been the only one ever born and the only one who ever sinned, he still would have died for me. Same is true for you. In this verse, though, I'm actually encouraged that Jesus sees me in with everybody else. He sees you in with everybody else when he sees the crowds. So I want to tell you, you're not alone. If you are normally like Leslie Note positive, but right now feeling discouraged, you are not alone. When Jesus looks, he sees the crowds and they're struggling and he sees you in the middle of that. So whether you're angry, sad, despairing, hopeless, struggling, Uh, I want to tell you one of the things that we've learned over the years is Satan loves to isolate us and make us think we're the only ones who are going through something and you are not alone. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Jesus sees you. It's the second thing I want to tell you that I see here. Jesus sees you. Jesus looks at you and loves you. For years, I thought Jesus would look at me and be like, why aren't you doing this? Why are you struggling with that? You better get it together. Jesus sees you today and feels compassion for you. He feels for you. He feels with you. He's empathizing, coming along, sitting down beside us, feeling with us. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless. Man, those are fascinating words. What they mean literally is uh, they were these people were stretched thin, torn apart, thrown down. They were stretched thin, torn apart, thrown down. Boy, that's what this moment is doing to us. I heard somebody say this week, they were like, you know what? Science has a lot to say about this moment. But I'm going to be honest. I, I love science. I think science is great. But science will sometimes, if you follow all the science in this moment, make us feel stretched thin, torn apart, thrown down. Economics, man, a lot of people are letting the economy drive their feelings in this conversation and what we're going to do next. Listen, economics, frankly, even in non-COVID-19 moments will make us sometimes feel stretched thin, torn apart, thrown down. 
You know who doesn't do that, though, is faith. True faith in Jesus does not stretch us thin, it does not tear us apart, and it does not throw us down. Jesus sees us and is with us and offers hope in this moment. If, if you feel today harassed and helpless, understand that Jesus sees. And he says they were like sheep without a shepherd. For centuries, Israel, these people Jesus is identifying with, and he's one of them, had had bad shepherds. The Old Testament prophets talked about this 500, 700, 800 years before Jesus was born. Uh, the prophets of the Old Testament would see people at their point of need. They would often declare them unclean or sinners, and they would blame their predicament on their uh, cleanliness or their morality and they would abandon them and just go AWOL and not help the people of God uh, in that moment. These were bad shepherds and Jesus sees now hundreds of years later that while these people are feeling stretched thin, torn apart, thrown down, sometimes it's the shepherds, the people who should have been spiritually leading who were doing it. And the Bible says they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so in John 10, John's gospel, John was also a disciple. John quotes Jesus as saying, I'm the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. I want to tell you, if you're not part of Jesus's family, he laid down his life for you. While life and sin and religion and morality may stretch you thin, tear you apart, and throw you down, Jesus offers peace and hope in him. And he is the good shepherd who will feed us, protect us, provide for us, and lay down his life for us at our greatest point of need. And so when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. He felt with them and for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I want to tell you too, just really quickly, I see you I see you guys knocking absolute home runs of faith right now. I mean, the fact that you guys are showing up and sharing these messages on Sunday in this medium is incredible. The fact that you're popping in on Zoom groups and leading the church. Some of you are uh, out, you, you out, like you go out shopping and you do Instacart and you're out looking for things kind of even while you're on the clock for people in the church who have need. Some of you have cooked meals for one another. Some of you have called one another, texted one another, encouraged one another. Some of you are doing those same things, but for your neighbors. Some of you, uh, so, like I think about Kayla, who for her co-workers uh, went out and bought a bunch of snacks and took them, delivered them in Christchurch Charlestown bags. I think about another family who took the church credit card, because we encourage this, we love this, and went out and and bought $750 worth of gift cards for people at Spalding, both employees and maybe even some of the patients, to Brewer's Fork. So we were supporting the local economy and also helping people who are on the front lines in this moment. Listen, if there's an idea God's given you to live on mission here in this community, if it's something we can come alongside and help you with, we want to do that. You are living out the gospel in this moment. And so I just want to thank you for that. If you saw that Owen started to come out of that room, we try to keep the kids on pause. We want to get through this today. So anyways, I want to tell you I see you. I want to tell you I love you. I'm so proud to be your shepherd. Listen, Jesus is the chief shepherd. Biblically, pastors are called under shepherds. And this moment, I want to tell you I see you. And though the moment may be trying to make you harassed and helpless, you guys are rising to the occasion in beautiful and powerful ways. And so then it goes on. Jesus went on. He said, says in 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Listen, this is a moment where people need hope and encouragement. <laughs> if again, that I felt like that Parks and Rec, I was so excited. And I thought for the format, it was so good. But man, people, um, Leslie Nope is down. <laughs> people are down. 
The harvest is plentiful. Even before this, people needed to hear of Jesus. People don't need religion. They don't need good economy. They don't even need physical health. All those things are great. What we need is relationship with God, relationship with his people. Again, we need to hear the hope that this album and so many others talk about. We need hope. The harvest is plentiful, and but the laborers are few. There's not even enough people to go out and share the gospel with everybody who needs to hear it. And so does Jesus say, now get out and go to work. Go find a project. Go find something the church can give to. No, here's what Jesus says. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Man, around the world and across the street, people need to hear hope. And they need to hear the gospel, quite frankly. They need to hear that Jesus died for sinners and rose victoriously so people can have relationship with him. And rather than us put this yoke of guilt that says, oh, I got to go do it. All Jesus is asking us to do and all I'm asking you to do is say, God, please send people to share hope and the gospel and the good news of Jesus in this moment. Can we just sort of even pause right now? You might type it in on the comment section. You might just, from the quietness of your couch or wherever you're watching from, say, Jesus, please send people out into the harvest right now to help people hear the truth, the gospel, the good news. I think if I'd have known on March 8th, that would have been our last Sunday together for a minute, um, I would have savored communion a little more with you probably would have preached a little, not harder, but with more enthusiasm, just letting you know how much I love you. I'd have put my hand on your face and just told you, man, Jesus loves you and I love you so much. I probably would have figured out a way to baptize the two or three people who need to be baptized before this happened. Um, That would have been different, wouldn't it? There's coming a day where we're going to be back together and it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. I don't even know fully when it's going to be or what it's going to look like. We'll talk about some of that on Thursday night at the family meeting at 630. Man, I'm looking forward to looking in your eyes, looking at the hope in your eyes, looking at hopefully you'll see the hope in my eyes. Uh, In the meantime, be the church for one another. If you need to go out and do a socially distant walk with somebody from our church, I don't think that's bad. I think that's really good. If you can figure out a way to very safely and lovingly and wearing your mask and observing protocols and all that, meet up with one another. I think that's good. If you just need to FaceTime one another, I know we're all about screened out, but listen, we need one another in this moment. We need to be seen. We need our things felt with. Listen, we can be Jesus with skin on this moment. Jesus sees you. He loves you. He feels for you. He feels with you. You are not alone. We are in it with you. I see you. I love you. I cannot wait to be the church with you again. In the the meantime, we're being the church this way and that'll do. But listen, it's not going to last forever. Better days are coming. This is a good weekend, and I thank you for being here. Jesus sees you. The biggest takeaway I want us to have is pray that God would send people out into the harvest. Some people are hurting worse than us because they're hurting without the hope of Christ. And for those we need to pray, God, send somebody to them to share the good news with them. Maybe around the world, maybe across the street, wherever it is. If God puts his finger on your heart and says, I want you to go, I want you to be the one to walk across the street, to pick up the phone, to have a socially distant walk, to encourage, to whatever he, however he leads you, if he leads you, do it. And if he doesn't, let's pray that he sends people into Charlestown and into Massachusetts and greater Boston and around the world to live out the gospel before people. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you that at our deepest point of need, you meet us. 
For those who are Christians, Christ followers, been redeemed, have given their life to you, I thank you that you meet us at our point of need. Satan had a plan for COVID-19, and I think he still does. He has a scorecard and a game plan for what's going to go on. But Jesus, you have a scorecard and a game plan, and your plan and your scorecard can win. Have won, ultimately, and will win in this moment as we walk with you. For ones who aren't followers of Jesus, God, I pray today that they, from the quietness of their couch, might even just turn from their sin and say, Jesus, I'm tur- I've been positioned this way, and I'm going to now be positioned this way. I want to follow you. Please uh, forgive my sin. Come into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for rising from the dead. As best I know how today, I want to give my life to you. God, I thank you that if people are praying that for the first time, they are becoming part of your family. The Bible says they're being made new and born again and becoming a Christian. It's happened now. They've been born into your family. Thank you. That's the greatest, most hopeful thing that's going to happen during all of this season. God, let us look out for one another. Even the Leslie Nope joyful people in our life, may we understand that this moment comes tough. We can feel helpless and harassed, stretched thin, torn apart, thrown down. God, help us love one another. Help us love our community. God, will you send out people into our community and into the world who would reap the harvest of this moment. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, before we get gone, I want you to go to ChristChurchCharleston.com slash connect. Fill out your connection card, especially if there's multiples watching. I want you to put in your name, email address. Let us know in that name section who might be watching with you. And then if you make any decisions, if you said you want to be a follower of Jesus today, any other kind of commitments you've got, prayer requests you might have, will you please do that? Even if you have no decision to make, we would love it if you would fill out that top part of the connection card today. Man, I love you. Please check into the uh, Facebook Live Thursday night at 6.30. Q&A on the back half of it, kind of the state of the church on the front half of it. Listen, go listen to you too. Go listen to the Joshua Tree, the guitar at the beginning. Hear the hope, feel the hope. Jesus sees you, I see you. Jesus loves you, I love you. Jesus is in it with you. We as a church are in this together. To God be the glory. May the Father, Son, and Spirit bless you as you go out and live this week. I love you guys. You are dismissed.